Amen, 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 amen. Say Jesus. What's happening, everybody? How y'all doing today? We were marvelous. We want to say hello to everybody in all our campuses. Everybody say East County. Say San Isidro. Say North County. Say Microsite. Say Coronado. My people and all the people in the military. Say all the people in the military. God bless y'all. God bless y'all. God bless y'all. Um, if you were here last week, um, you noticed that I was on screen from East County because two Mondays ago, we videotaped and did a sermon at East County and filmed it so it would play last Sunday. We did not tell you that I was going to be there because we didn't want you to go there. We wanted to only be for East County. I've never spoken out there, and so it was great to see that part of our family out there. I know they're screaming right now. It was hyped that, uh, that day, and it was cool because I was in Tampa, Florida preaching, and I was looking on my Instagram of pictures of me here preaching while I was over there. So it was really good. Um, we, we don't have the technology to go speak on those places. We have, by the way, if you're new, we have four campuses here, East County, North County, San Isidro. We don't have the technology for me to preach there on a Sunday and pipe it back live here. So we had to record it, and we're absolutely going to go to the other campuses. Uh, so we're looking forward to being in North County and San Isidro and, and doing that and, and City Heights when that comes online. So I love being out there. I love y'all. East County it was great. And so God bless you, and that was great. Amen. Amen. Um, before I start, let me say a quick announcement. Um, I am not one to uh, make predictions, but part of my responsibility is to um, equip you for life and challenges that come and how to um, trust in God in different situations in your life, whether it be your, your dating relationships, your your all relationships with God, your forgive, forgiving people, receiving forgiveness, give, giving forgiveness, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, and so I want to just give you what is stirring in my spirit about the future of our country and how prepared you need to be for the judgment of God coming in any form or fashion and or just crisis. Uh, I'm going to be taking a couple of weeks off, um, my, my family and I, and I appreciate uh, your prayers during that time. Uh, but next week we are going to have a special service to talk about disaster preparedness, I can't encourage you enough to, to not only come, but to take very serious what they're going to talk about next week, about being prepared in your home for disaster. There's a lot of natural disasters that could happen uh, in San Diego, California, in your life. There's also economic disasters that are looming over us that I believe are certainly to come. Uh, there's terrorism issues, uh, but th there's also the judgment of God. Our country has basically told God, we don't want you anymore. And I hope you understand that. I hope you understand when the Supreme Court redefined marriage in this country and opened up the floodgates of every relationship possible and told the church, the judges who voted against the ruling, told the church, watch out, persecution's coming. Because what the Supreme Court said is that everything, everything is open season and church, you no longer have your right to stand on what you believe is threatened. And that has always been threatening, but it's coming. 
um, you, we have to understand that. And that you have to understand that God at some point is going to say, enough is enough. You, 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 yeah, amen. Sexuality is not something that you have, we have the freedom to do what we want when we want. There are people in hospitals because of sex. There's people's lives ruined because of sex. It's not something that we use whatever we want. God created it for a very specific reason. He created marriage for a very specific reason. It's a symbol of salvation. And we as a country redefine it and say, God, you are out. And at the same time, all the different ways that the Bible is being censored and churches are being censored and attacked, Christian organizations are being attacked, we will be under attack. It's just a matter of time before they're going to come after churches. They already are. In addition, the country is turned against Israel. Believe it or not, those are God's people. It's through Israel that God brought Jesus and it's through Israel God will rule the world. And so I say all that to say as all these things come to fruition, I would also encourage you to look up Jonathan Kahn, C-A-H-N, and read some of his books about uh, the end times. I encourage you because I feel in my spirit after all these little pieces and all these things that, are, that I've been learning that something's coming and I, my family is getting ready. So I would be, be irresponsible to, to do it on my own and not tell you. So next week we're going to have disaster preparedness. Please prepare yourself. I have no idea what's going to happen. I just know there are a lot of very bad things that could happen. Our economy can go worse than the depression overnight because of how much debt we owe. Earthquake. The San Andreas Fault is a baby fault compared to what's in the Northwest. The wipeout Seattle, Portland, the whole West Coast from San Francisco up would be completely gone. It's overdue for over 50 to 100 years overdue. There's so many things looming over us and at the same time we're telling God we don't want anything to do with you. I had a friend who had that attitude when I was, uh, um, we were doing cocaine together and when I got saved he didn't stop. I stopped doing cocaine and he told me. Uh, when I was trying to get him saved, if it wasn't for people like me who disobey God, you as a pastor wouldn't have a job. <laughs> I was like, that's true, but do you want to be that guy? <laughs> Luckily, he's turned his life around and he, and he trusts God. But however, the, the, the moral of the story is that people who say, God, we don't want to have anything to do with you, they'll get what they ask for. We don't want to be that country. And unfortunately, I don't believe our country will ever turn back in our lifetime. I just don't. It's too far gone. Judgment will come. We need to be ready so the judgment goes around us. When, when, when God judged Egypt, when the Jews were slaves, he judged Egypt, but he protected his people who trusted him. We need to be that people. So number one, we need to be ready spiritually for whatever happens because in the end, you need to know that you are standing on a rock that cannot move. And you need to know when your friends and your families and your neighbors who, who maybe not believe in God today come crying out to God, you can be that hope. That you're not saying, I don't know. No, you say, I know. Jesus, you need Jesus. But what about you need Jesus? But what about my food? You need Jesus. You need to be ready. And you need to be ready to pray for people for healing. We reason, one of the reasons we, it's very important to understand how to pray for people for healing because there may come a day when that's all you have. You don't have a hospital to go to. It's not far-fetched. That you have to be that hospital. That you have to pray for someone. That's your neighbor. So when we, when we do these exercises and we're, we're doing this, we're not doing it for fun and saying, well, I don't have to get the healing. You don't know that. You got the Holy Spirit. You can heal. 
God does the healing. You don't do it anyway. So I say all that to say, take very serious next week's message. Please be here. The information is on our website. Be prepared. We had a blackout last year. I can't remember what it was for like three hours or five hours. I can't remember what it was. It was like a, a few hours. People were tripping. <laughs> tripping. What happens if that happens for a month? And my point is that we're telling God, get out of our face. God's going to say, okay. And he will judge this country. We are not blessing God. We are rejecting God. So have your eyes open. Our life and how we've been blessed is not going to go on forever. I have no idea what it looks like when it doesn't, but it's coming. And I just want you to know so you can't say you weren't told. And so all the stuff we're talking about in church, you need to know how to share your faith. You need to know how to pray. You need to know how to trust in God. I have, I'm on a Periscope, which is an app where you talk live online. You can get it and follow me on Periscope. And I talk about almost just about every day. And almost every day I ask people, pretty much every time I'm on there, people say I'm scared. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but the spirit of boldness and power and love and a sound mind. But, but, but the spirit of fear and, 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 the, and the devil is, he's on the prowl. You need to hold on to Jesus. Amen? Amen. Amen. Lord, I just pray we can be vigilant, be watchful, and be ready. We have nothing to fear. I pray we would let go of all the things that we hold on to as our false sense of security. And we would hold on to Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's see your Bibles. Let's see your Bibles. Let's on three say word. One, two, three say word. One more time say word. Let's turn to Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9. If you... Our visitor, we are continuing a series called Superman or Superwoman because God has created us to live in us and have a relationship with us and through us express his supernatural power, his supernatural love. But yet most of us live in the natural. And so we've been talking about healing. It's very important for us to understand the definition of healing. Healing is uh, alignment with the kingdom of God. Healing is kingdom of God alignment. We have my friend Slim here on stage. And Slim is a vertebrae and inside is a spine. And I was giving the illustration that one time I had pain in my leg because my spine was out of alignment. My vertebrae was out of alignment. And so when they aligned my spine properly, the pain went away because the nerve that was being pinched was relieved. Healing is when God aligns something with the kingdom. There's a young lady in our church in the East County, in our East County uh, campus, teenage girl. The first week we started this series and I brought Slim out. She happened to have scoliosis in her top of her spine and the bottom. It was curved here, curved here. Her collarbone was pushed out. Her scapula, uh, her shoulder bone blades were, were rotated because her spine was curved so much. And that day she was healed and been pain free ever since. God straightened up her spine. So we're going to pray for healing today, and I want you to be thinking about what's, what's ailing you, what's ailing someone in your life. 
So when we pray, you can pray for them. And we've had over a thousand people healed in the last three weeks, praise God, it's, that we know about, by the way. That's just what's happening in, in church. So uh, healing is that. Matter of fact, I want to put a list of, of healings that, that just from the last few days that we've had up. If they could put that on the screen and we could see what uh, Augie's long-time pain in the hands and elbow were healed on Sunday last week. Melanie's ankle sprain from October 14, uh, 2014 was healed instantly during the 6 p.m. service. Uh, yes, these symptoms of a terrible case of blood, uh, food poisoning left immediately after prayer. An MRI showed tumors all over Aaron's brain. A week later, it was gone. Boom, boom, boom. God's using me to heal two people of back pain. Deanne, uh, uh, Anthony was suffering from dizzy spells and anxiety until he prayed for all depression to leave him. Now I feel great. On and on and on and on and on. Again, these are just five or six of the hundred, actually over a thousand since the first week. That was just in the last week. Oh, by the way, I was just told today a six-year-old boy in North County prayed for his mom. She had a pain in her hand. Six years old. He prayed. The pain went away. He, she goes to the doctor, and she had arthritis for years, and the doctor said there's no more sign of arthritis. Gone. Amen. Amen. So healing is kingdom of God alignment. When God aligns things according to the kingdom of God, uh, healing is done through you, not by you. It is so important for you to understand when you pray for healing, it has nothing to do with your power. It's just your faith. It's not you. It's the Holy Spirit. If you have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit can do whatever he wants. You say, well, I don't have the gift of healing. Well, how do you know? Well, not only that, you don't need a gift of healing. You just need the Holy Spirit. People with the gift just happen to have a very high propensity and high des uh, desire and success rate. But God can do anything to anybody anytime he wants. He's just looking for an available person to say, be healed. The little kid, I mean, he may have the gift or not, but he just believed to ask. Matter of fact, as a show of hands in all the campuses, if you have prayed for somebody during this series outside of this building, we pray for each other and we're going to do it again here. But if you prayed for anybody outside of this building, raise your hand. Very good. Oh, wow, look at all the hands. Keep your hands up. Keep your hands up. Look at all those people. Fantastic, fantastic. Let's give all those people a hand. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Very good. Now, if you prayed for somebody outside this building and it was a blessing to you no matter what happened, raise your hand. Very good. Okay, watch this. If you pray for someone outside this building and, and, and someone got healed, raise your hand. Boom, boom, boom. Very good, very good. Give those people a hand. Now, you may be saying, well, what about the people who didn't have someone get healed? <laughs> Keep trying. That's what about. Everybody I pray for doesn't get healed. Got to Keep trying. It didn't work, so I'm stopping. What? That's like saying... Yo, girl, can you uh, go out with me on a date? No, I'm never going to ask a girl again. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so let's read the story. Let's read. Oh, but, well, number three. Number three. Jesus gives us a guide, not a formula. Everyone say guide. Amen. Say not formula. In other words, we're going we're gonna to go through a way you can pray for people to be healed, but it's not a formula where if you do that every time, something good happens. Uh, they get healed, I should say. Something good is going to happen, at least in your heart. Jesus prayed for people different kinds of ways. Sometimes he just said, be healed. Sometimes he put his hands in their ears. One time he spit on a guy's eyes. Another guy, time he touched someone's tongue. Another time he said, listen, uh, the, the person you're praying for that's at your house, go ahead. I'm, I don't even have to come. They're healed. Other times he didn't do anything. Someone just touched his clothes and she was healed. She, had a, she was bleeding and she touched his clothes. He didn't even know she was there. And bam, she was healed. It's all different ways. There's no, there's no formula. It's a guide. So we're just going to give you 
a guide. Everyone say guide. That means if you do it this way, it doesn't mean it's going to work the same all the time. Sometimes God's just going to tell you, just ask God to just say be healed. That's it. That's it. You may even walk by somebody and see somebody hurting and say, be healed and keep going. And boom, they get healed and they keep going. And who knows? It's because all glory needs to go to God. Amen. 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 So in this story, and what we're going to do, we're going to go through the story, then we're going to pray for each other. And if you don't want someone to pray for you, we'll, get, we'll tell you what to do. If you don't want to participate, that's cool. Matter of fact, if you need something healed, your relationship with God, your relationship with a person, something physically, someone in your life to be healed, anything. If you have anybody in your life or someone in your, you that needs to be healed, raise your hand up real high. Good. We got a whole bunch of practice. The opportunities, opportunities, opportunities. Very good. Let's read the story, chapter 9, verse 14 of Mark. When they came to the disciples, Jesus, Peter, James, and John, they saw a great multitude around them and scribes disputing with them. And immediately all the crowd, when they saw Jesus, were greatly amazed, ran up to him, greeted him. And he said, what are you arguing about? His disciples were arguing with the religious leaders because they couldn't heal a boy who was demon-possessed. Verse 17, someone from the crowd said, teacher, I brought my son to you, for he has a spirit that makes him mute. In Jesus' name, I pray against every spirit that makes anybody mute, related to anybody we know. In Jesus' name, we rebuke that mute spirit right now. We pray the mute would speak. Amen. And it says, whenever it seizes him, it throws him down the mouth. He foams and gnashes his teeth and, and becomes rigid. Whenever the, the, the demon is um, uh, active in this little boy, the boy gets thrown on the ground. He's like, ah, that doesn't mean if someone in your family is mute, there's a demon in this case and in some cases. And so I asked your disciples, could they cast them out? And they, they could not. In verse 19, he answered and said, oh, faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. We want to bring people to the presence of Jesus. When you pray for someone, you are bringing them into the presence of Jesus saying, Lord, please heal them. We're not doing the healing. We're just the middle man, a woe man. And they brought the boy to him, and when the spirit saw Jesus, immediately it convulsed the boy. He fell on the ground, rolled about, foaming at the mouth, and Jesus said to the father, how long has this been happening? Number one in your notes. Whenever you're going to pray for someone, here's a good tip to know. Again, this is a guide, not a formula, but to ask what needs to be healed. What needs to be healed? In other words, when Jesus said how long has this been happening to him, he was basically telling us, tell us about his condition. Understand, Jesus never has a question where he doesn't know the answer. So whenever you see in the Bible where Jesus asks a question, he's not asking the question because he needs information. He already knows. He wants all y'all to know. <laughs> in other words, here's a little boy, here's all the crowd, all the, all the Pharisees and all the religious leaders, his disciples and all the people, and the boy's on the ground going, rawr, rawr. and then Jesus says to the father, can you tell everybody else what's going on here? Because I want them to know what I'm getting ready to do. He also wants the person to say what they think is going on. The first thing you should do when you talk to him, and again, this is a guide, is to ask him about what's, what's going on. What, what happened to their leg? What happened to their arm? What happened to their cancer? How long they had it? So you can pray intelligently. But when you ask, you also want to listen to what they're saying, but more importantly, what they're meaning. Because people don't always say what they mean. They say what they want you to know. 
And there are going to be times when you're going to be speaking to somebody and they're going to be saying, well, I'm having an issue with my husband. And, you know, he did this, he did this. And the Lord may tell you they cheated on their husband. Or their husband did this. Or he is the real issue. You want to find out what's going on so you can pray intelligently. So you say, tell me what's going on, and as you're listening to their words, you're listening to the Spirit of God saying, God, give me a word of knowledge. A word of knowledge is when God tells you information you don't know. And all of a sudden you say, is there something going on with your husband's mother? Because God tells you that. It's a relationship between you and God. You are the, you are the mediator. So you want to ask, how can I pray for you? You do not know. 99, well, I'm going to say 100% of the time, you do not know everything. 100%. Matter of fact, let me prove it. How many of you know 100% about the person you spend all your life with yourself? None of you. <laughs> you do not know 100% about yourself. So how can you know 100% about anybody else? You can't. So you want to know, you want to listen, you want to have empathy, you want to listen to their heart and ask them, what is going on? How can I encourage you? Blah, 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 blah. Amen? That's number one. Then look what it says next. Jesus says, how long has this been happening? And he said, from childhood, and it has often cast him into the fire and the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible. After you ask them what's wrong, you ask if they, can, if they believe God can heal. Some people don't believe God can heal. Do you believe God can heal you? Do you trust God? Do you believe he loves you? This is a big deal. Because when you confess with your mouth, I believe God. It's one thing to think it in your head, even to meditate it in your heart. It's another thing to say it with your mouth. I believe God. I trust God. A lot of people, and I would bet most of the people you know, will tell you they believe in a God. But their life does not demonstrate belief in God. Now, their life may demonstrate belief in something. I was at a gang conference once with a bunch of organizations and school district, the police department, the sheriff, blah, 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 blah. And I was the faith-based community. So I was there to represent the faith-based community and give a presentation based from a faith-based perspective. So I got up to speak and the first thing I said was, you know, I'm here representing the faith-based community. My name is Miles and Pastor The Rock, blah, 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 blah. And I just want to tell you that every organization in here is faith-based. All of y'all are faith-based. You just happen to put your faith in something different than me. I put my faith in God, you put your faith in the law, you put your faith in your ego, you put your faith in money, you put your faith in education. Not that all those things aren't bad, but ultimately we need to put our faith in God. It's one thing to believe there is a God, it's another thing to believe in God. And so you want to say, do you believe in God? And people will say, well, yeah, yeah, I think so. Or I believe in God. Well, what does that mean to you? Do you believe he can heal? Do you believe he's almighty? You need to ask people that. Do you believe that right now? Tell me that he can heal you right now. But if you don't, God can heal you anyway. Matter of fact, it is, I've talked to many people recently who didn't believe in healing, and God went, I'm going to heal you anyway, fool. Boom. <laughs> fool is my word, by the way, so I'm, you know, I'm not trying to hook <laughs> up. 
even though God does call people fool in the Bible but, uh, sometimes. But he, he, he heals people. And they come to me and say, man, God healed me anyway. But you want to ask people, do they believe in God? Number three, you want to ask, is there anything that needs to be confessed? Look what it says. Verse 23, Jesus said, if you can believe all things are possible, him who can believe, believes, immediately the Father said, Lord, I believe, but I help my unbelief. In other words, I have a little doubt. One of the things that blocks the power of God in people's lives is their bitterness towards God. Unbelief towards God. Anger towards God. Resentment towards God. Bitterness, anger, resentment towards people. You can't say you love God who you can't see, but then say you hate your brother who you can see. So I believe God can heal me, but I, I got issue with that person. Ooh, let's stop. How about if we repent of that? Oh, I want to. Well, I pray for you, but you got issue with one of God's peoples. You got issue with someone you, you need to love, whether they believe in God or not. Love your neighbor as yourself. Your neighbor is whoever. And so you want to ask, is there anything you want to confess? Is there anything you want to clear up between you and God? Because if you and God got issue, we want to get that rid of that so the power of God can flow in your life. Because you want to come to God, yeah, God is this, God is that, God is this. Yo, God, hook me up with healing. God's like, excuse me? How about I give you, no. <laughs> you need to humble yourself, homie. For real. Do you need to repent? God, I, I believe you can heal me. Please forgive me of my doubt. Please forgive me of my bad attitude. Please forgive me of my lack of faith. Please forgive me for my bitterness. Please forgive me for talking about this person. I am sorry. Let me make my relationship with you right. That is so important. It's so important. So the, the, the father says, help my unbelief. In other words, Jesus, there's a part of me that doubts. Can you deal with that? And God says, most definitely. That's one of the most powerful prayers in the Bible, even though it's a praise talking to Jesus. It's the most powerful statements. Help my doubt. Admit it. God can work with that. He can't work with, oh, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. He knows you're not good. He knows your heart. People walking off church all cute. He knows what happened last night. Give it up. Number four, invite the Holy Spirit and exercise Christ's authority to heal. Oh, look what it says. It says, verse 25, when Jesus saw the crowd come running, he rebuked the unclean spirit saying, you mute and deaf spirit, I command you come out of him and enter him no more. Uh, see how Jesus didn't ask the spirit to come out? He commanded the spirit to come out. He has all authority. He doesn't need permission. He has all authority over every demon, every spirit, over all authority in heaven and earth. And if you are in Christ, you have that authority. You exercise it according to his will, in his name, for his glory. Whether it be a spirit or illness itself, in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, I pray you heal. We invite you. And then lastly, it says, you ask them how they feel. Every time we pray, and we're going to do this in a minute, whenever you pray for somebody, you always want to say, how do you feel? You know what that says? That you believe something could just happen just now. 
And anybody says, well, I'll pray for you and walk away. Mm. Pray for me now. I, I, I'll tell people, you know, I'll pray for them, wherever in the mall or whatever, and I'll say, I want to pray for you. And they'll go, okay, all right, all right. right now. Right now? Like right here. <laughs> and I know they're going, this is weird. <laughs> and, I, and you can tell when they're kind of like, yo, what's up? And they're kind of like, don't be that Christian that's in the middle of the mall going, hey, Gina, don't do that. Just be incognito about a real low key and just go, you know. <laughs> you don't even need to close your eyes. Just look at him in the eyes. Just, just look at me. Just make it real chill. In Jesus' name, I pray you get healed. Boom. I was in the Chicago airport, which is a big airport, millions of people walking by, blah, blah, and, I, and this guy wanted to get saved. I said, just look at me. Don't even need to close your eyes. I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable. But just look at me. And he looked at me, which was uncomfortable. And I said, <laughs> <laughs> And I said, just repeat that to me. And we're just like talking. Let's just talk. And he got saved. You could do the same thing. Lord, I just pray, I just pray God heal you right now. It's, don't, don't, be all, don't be all cheesy about it. But you may, need, you may say, how do you feel? And they may say, I feel a little better or I feel nothing. Can I pray for you again? Jesus did that. Again, it's a guide. I'm just going to read this to you because we're running out of time. Mark chapter 8, verse 22. Jesus prayed for a blind man. He took the blind man by the hand, led him outside the village, and he spit on the man's eyes. Do not spit on anybody's eyes. Do not spit on anybody's eyes. He said, do you see anything? Did you get healed? He said, I see men like walking like trees. In other words, I see a little bit. And then Jesus said, he laid on his hands on him again. And then he, he got his sight. He prayed for him twice. Pray for him again. Here's the thing. We're going to do this in a minute for each other. No matter what they experience physically or if they feel healing, what they need to always experience 100% of the time is love. You are loving them. You don't want to make feel guilty because they didn't get healed like something wrong with them. You are loving them, encouraging them, giving them hope. Comprende? Okay, so here's what we're going to do. You're going to ask, for, if we can put the instructions on the screen, you're going to do this real quick. I'm going to give you like 90 seconds. And here's what you're going to do in those 90 seconds. And by the way, if you don't want to participate, I'll tell you how not to participate in a minute. Y'all laughing because you know it's coming, right? You know how it's, 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 real, it's real easy. Um, you're going to ask the person, if you could put those instructions up on the screen, you're going to ask the person, describe what needs to be healed. You're going to ask them their name if you don't know them. Do you believe that God can heal you? Do you need to repent? Bitterness, lack of faith. Holy Spirit, we ask you to come heal and restore. And then how do you feel and pray again if you need. Amen? Easy? Easy? Okay. And this is what we just talked about, so it's right in your lesson plan. So here's what you're going to do. I'm going to ask you in a minute. Don't do it yet. But you're going to take your finger and you're going to touch the shoulder of the person next to you. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's symbolic of laying hands on them. Again, don't do it yet. Even though y'all kind of, I want to get an early touch. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm hung up. Oh, that's right. <laughs> if you do not want to participate with the person next to you, all you have to do is say, I'm good. <laughs> now with you, I'm, no, but you ain't going to say, I'm good. Okay? So what you're going to do is you're going to, before we do this part, you're going to ask the person those questions. Uh, you can put those questions back up on the screen for about 90 seconds. Name, 
what needs to be healed, do you need to confess anything, and go through that whole thing. And then in about 90 seconds we're going to pray. It's not going to take long. This is real easy. Okay, let's put that up on the screen and go. Okay, 30 seconds, 30 seconds. Name, what needs to be healed, do they believe? Y'all ready? Raise your hand if you have something, if you have something to pray for in someone else's life. Raise your hand if you have some, raise your hand real high, real high, real high. Very good, very good. Are y'all ready? Okay, whatever, however you want to. Make contact. And by the way, you don't need to do this in real life. I mean, in other words, if you don't do this, it's a guide. You can pray from over here. If someone says, I don't want you to touch me, that's cool. Zap. Just do it from a distance across the room. Boom. Just throw it at them, okay. Are you ready? You can close your eyes or you can look at me. It doesn't matter. I'm going to pray a little boy's prayer. I'm going to pray, I want you to repeat after me, and then I'm going to say, dear Lord, I pray for, and you're going to say their name, and then I'm going to say, pray that they would be healed, and then you say whatever it is that they're being healed of, okay? You're doing, God's doing it through you. Are you following me? Very good. Say, dear God, we believe you heal. Holy Spirit, please fall upon us. Please flow through us. In Jesus' name. I pray for, say their name. I pray you heal, say the issue. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so if you had something wrong with you, feel it, work it, look at it. If you feel like God healed you, Raise your hand up really high, real 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 high. Amen, 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 amen. Now, hopefully y'all are tripping right now, like, yeah, it's better. It's better. 
If you just pray for that person, God did that through you. You're like, but it was so easy. Yes. It's not you. Here's my encouragement to you. Go do it with people. And if nothing happens, your faith grows. And don't look at a cold any more difficult than someone who's crippled. God does miracles all the time. Now, in a minute, we got a few minutes left. Uh, there's some of y'all who need your relationship with God healed. You're like the blind guy, possibly, that you gave your life to Christ, but eh, you need more. You need to really be more committed. Or you never gave your life to Christ and you need to surrender your life to Jesus. He wants to heal your relationship with him. So right now I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. And you're going to have an opportunity to have your relationship with God healed. In the privacy of your heart, if you would like to give your life to Christ, recommit your life to Christ, pray this prayer with me. Pray, dear God, I surrender. Dear God, I believe you. I believe you love me. I believe you care for me. I believe you know who I am. So I surrender my life to you. Please forgive me. Jesus, be my Savior. As our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed, if you pray that prayer and you're ready to surrender your life to Jesus, on the count of three, I want you to stand up. And whatever campus you're in, God loves you and he wants you to surrender your life to him voluntarily. So when I count to three, I just want you to stand up. And if you're like, well, I did this before, but, you, but you're feeling an unction to come closer to God, I want you to stand up when I count to three. There's going to be somebody there to pray with you. One, two, three. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. God bless you. Stay standing. God bless you. 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 Stand to your feet. God bless you. Stand to your feet. God bless you. Stand to your feet. Anybody else? God bless you. God bless you. We see you all over the room. God bless you. 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 Stand to your feet. God. Stand to your feet. God bless you. Stand to your feet. God bless you. 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 Now. In a minute, we're going to ask all y'all who are standing to come down to the altar. If you're in a balcony, all you got to do is turn around and walk down, walk up, and the ushers will bring you down. The rest of us, we want to encourage them that life is being transformed right now. So come out of your seat. Come on down to the altar. And let's give them a hand. Say, Jesus!
Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Let's give him a big hand. Come on. I want to encourage all of you to, uh, let's give these people a hand and we're coming down. Amen. God bless you. 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 I want to um, encourage all of y'all to practice. Amen. 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 I want to encourage all y'all to practice praying for people. Just practice. Simple. In Jesus' name, I pray you'll be healed. In Jesus' name, I pray the Holy Spirit falls upon you. I mean, you just practice, 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 and don't trip when something happens. And always ask them, how do you feel? Can I pray for you again? Simple. The more reps that you have, the more success you're going to have, the more healings you're going to see. If you don't pray for anybody, nobody will get healed. If you don't share your faith, no one will get saved. Amen? And if God forbid something should happen and you can't get to a hospital, guess what you got? The Holy Ghost. Amen? Amen? So, Lord, I pray for all these people down here. I pray you bless them. Thank you for the decision. Thank you for our church. Thank you for your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, if, you're, if you're new, this is not the service end. We've got to cheer all these people in. And then Pastor George will pray for offering. Take a right turn and walk this way. Let's give him a hand and go out. Amen, amen, amen. 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 Get through that door. Let's get one last push to get through that door. Amen. Amen.